you've got a story, I've got a story, we've got a story. I'm Brad McEwen, and I'm here to tell that story. This is Beyond the Bank. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode of AB&T's Beyond the Bank, where we highlight the amazing human fabric of the Albany area community. Today, I'm delighted to be sitting down with my old friend and Albany native, Chloe Hinton, currently serves as the Director of Development and Membership for the Albany Museum of Art. Welcome, my friend. It's really awesome to have you on the podcast today. Good morning, Brad. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. All right. Now, Chloe, before we jump in and we get to talking about all the killer stuff happening over at the museum and, of course, your love of all things artistic, I'd like you to tell our listeners a little bit about what exactly it is you do at the museum. Oh, um, development and membership. Uh, the membership part is always a little bit easier to explain. Um, we have a membership program at the AMA. People join us that obviously, like any membership program, discounts, um, special events for those members. Um, they are really what make up the museum and allow us to do what we do. Our membership, while there is not a admission fee to the museum, their membership is really a donation so that we can keep admission-free for the community, free field trips, um, and they make what happens at the museum a possibility. Um, the development side, people are always like, what's development? Um, it really is about <laughs> building relationships. Um, it's about creating partnerships within the community. It's about um, highlighting with we do what we do with other people. So um, like we have a partnership with AB&T and Chalkfest. Y'all help us put on that event. Right. Um, we have partnerships with um, the United Way of Southwest Georgia through with, for our community courageous conversations about race program. Um, it's just about building relationships. It's about people and it's about making sure our programs can continue. I gotcha. I gotcha. And uh, I would imagine this has a little bit to do with just museum world in general, trying to reach more people, get more folks paying attention to what's going on in general. Absolutely. Um, you know, we have uh, a, a base following, if you will, those people that are already engaged and interested in the arts. But one of our huge things is accessibility. So the more partners you have, the more people you can reach. And um, that's our goal is to reach as many people and be beneficial to Southwest Georgia and to the state as possible. Now, Chloe, we've talked about this in the past and it's, I mean, this will be a lot to talk about, but, you know, walk me through how, you know, what it takes to have things going on at the museum about finding artists and being able to install exhibitions, have these things and, and what the financial piece of making that happen is. That's a, that's a good question. Um, first of all, it takes a really amazing team and our executive director, Andy Wolf has, um, created one and he lets us all do our individual jobs to the best of our ability. Um, and there's only six of us. Um, so it's a small, but mighty staff that does a whole lot of programming. And once again, thanks to our partners and our volunteers, uh, we can make it happen. Um, we have an exhibition schedule that rotates every uh, rotates quarterly. Um, three or four exhibitions every three month period. Our director of curatorial affairs, Katie Diller, does a fabulous job of booking those out like three and four years in advance. Um, that's something you have to get on the calendar um, so that we can plan and prepare for. So it's not like, oh, hey, this month we're just going to show X artist. No, we thought about that three months ago. And then our director of education has already planned the outreach programs, the school programs and everything else that go with that that far out. Um, so it takes a lot of forethought. Um, 
And everything revolves around our exhibitions because that is the soul of the museum. The art in our collection is why we're there. It is our job to protect and guard and care for these pieces. Um, It's also our job to bring in other art from around the state, around the country and around the world. Part of our mission is that we bring the art of the South to the world and the art of the world to the South. Well, I like that. So we really want to show what our region has to offer. But for artists and people here that are interested, bringing things directly to them so that they don't have to travel. Um, and we're really proud of the exhibitions that we do. We recently had um, an exhibition from the Crest Collection that was masterpieces from the Renaissance and the Baroque, which is a once in a lifetime exhibition. Um so lots of kids got to see works of art from, you know, 1500s to 1600s. So that's pretty cool to be able to provide those resources here in the middle of Southwest Georgia. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, and that's a good opportunity, I think, Chloe, to to touch on, you know, sort of that general thing. And, and I know it's been talked about, but I think it's important enough to talk about it again. Share with the listeners a little bit about, you know, because this goes to the philosophy, I think, of the museum, its purpose. Why, what art and and exposing young people and exposing a community to things going on and being created outside of their neighborhood, what that does for the overall health of a Um, It's not just the overall health, because when you have a thriving arts community, you typically have a thriving community. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's even as impactful as um, one trip to a museum for a second grade student can impact their school performance for the rest of the year and the rest of their time in elementary and high school. Crazy as that sounds, studies show that it makes a difference. It helps with critical thinking skills. It helps with empathy building. Um, Art is not something just to take in and to understand what the artist did. You don't have to like it because for the artist's reason, if it speaks to you, let it speak to you. Hmm. There's no right or wrong when viewing art. And we want people to understand the museum is a place for everybody. You don't have to have an art history degree to come there. You don't have to know what you're looking at. Um, and those are a lot of stereotypes museums in general have to break down because the greater impact is just the exposure. And then also when that second grader comes, you're helping equal a playing field kind of. Lots of kids don't have access to that. So when we have free field trips and um Make it as accessible as possible. We want kids to all have the same opportunities um, because the more you're exposed to, the better the better you are at participating in your community. You kind of become a better human. Yeah. And it's just about exposure to anything, not just the art museum, sure. about all the cultural resources in Albany, understanding somebody else's point of view, participating in somebody else. So we do our part, which is art, to mm-hmm. help, you know, make the community a more well-rounded place. Well, you know, I see the look on your face when you say that, um, and I hear the passion in your voice, and, and that's just so refreshing to hear, Chloe, because that's lost on a lot of folks. But you're somebody I think can speak to it because, you know, it's kind of a lifelong thing with you. Uh, and I got to think that it's pretty awesome to have an opportunity to be in the place where you grew up, but also get to do what you do. I mean. You know, your dad is one of the most cherished artists that this community has ever produced. And, you know, I've had been fortunate enough to know you for a little while. So I know that the arts and, and creativity and exposing people to things they haven't seen before is truly something, it's truly a passion you have. So speak to me a little bit about the personal impact. That you have. 
Well, I, I guess really that love and that passion is because my parents did take me to museums. Art was in our household. They, you know, this bohemian open door policy where um, guests, artists, people from all over came in. So my sister and I had a really, we're very fortunate to have a, um, a great worldview kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, art was definitely a part of our household. I never thought that I would be be at the museum. That was not, oh, I'm going to graduate from college with my art history degree and come back and work at the Albany Museum of Art. Um, but life happens and it kind of worked out that way. And I'm really, really glad that it did because I didn't realize how passionate I was about it till I started participating in it um, really actively. I think that I know the impact it can have. And if I can share that with other people and get them involved or make them feel more comfortable in a space that normally feels stuffy, mm-hmm. um, that's fun. Um, I'm also incredibly proud of the work that the museum does. Um, they are doing amazing things for their size um, in our region. And anytime I get to share that with somebody is fantastic because. Um, Everybody in Albany, and I love that just like you do Beyond the Bank, your gift is um, your gift is communicating with people, relationships. Um, this podcast you've created has definitely it you use your gifts to make Albany in a better place. The museum use uses what they have to try to make Albany a better place. And it's not like not everybody needs to rush out to serve one purpose, but find what you're passionate about and use that to make the community a better place. Now you said your your own words. Um, your plan wasn't necessarily to uh, graduate with art history, come back to Albany, and work at the museum. But you, those things have occurred, and obviously you enjoyed it. But but talk to me a little bit about the journey of ending up in a career in art because you had to have made a decision at some point. Hey, I want to study this. At some point, it may lead to some type of career somewhere. Talk to me a little well, bit about. It. No, well, truthfully, Please. Um, I don't think I really ever had a plan when I went to college. I honestly think I was going to, I thought I was going to go to college, get married, have kids, and then that would be the end of the story. And then, <laughs> you know, um, and art history, though, I went to liberal arts college. I went to College of Charleston. I didn't see myself as a business major. I didn't want to write anymore. So I wasn't going to do English, even though I loved it. History, you know, so. Art history and historic preservation um, just kind of spoke to me because of the nature of my family. Mm -hmm. My father was an artist. Um, It was a way we could connect. It was a way I could be close to him. Um, You know, I had tinkered with an idea of being an interior designer at one point. So if I had all the art history and historic Mm -hmm. preservation backgrounds, maybe that could come into play. Um, So it was something that I was, you know, I enjoyed. I was interested in. And so I did it. Well, I love that. And, and, and the reason I asked that, Clay, because I kind of knew what you were going to say, because it's not too dissimilar from me. I didn't really see myself in a, in a career when I grew up, but I knew that education was important. So I went and studied what I enjoyed and what gave me passion. And so it's neat to see that I'm able to do that. And I think it's about following your passion mm-hmm. and how that can breed things we could never imagine. Well, and I'm so glad I did it. So the other little thing is that I... Walked at College of Charleston, three hours short of my actual art history degree. Good work. So yeah, my parents, my parents 
bless them. They never gave me a lot of grief about it. Um, but the two years ago, I decided to go back to finish a degree. Um, but because I had fallen in love with the work that I was doing at the museum, mm-hmm. um, and it, I had taken some of these classes at College of Charleston, I decided to get an arts management degree, which is um, the business side of being in the arts. So it's mm-hmm. it's the budgets, it's the grant writing, it's the um, advocacy, um, the cultural affairs stuff, legislative stuff. Um, so that kind of has really helped me do what I do now. And honestly, if I hadn't ended up the way at College of Charleston that I did, I would have probably never gone back to do this, mm-hmm. which has been hugely beneficial to what I'm doing now. So I'm not necessarily saying I recommend that path, <laughs> but I, for me, I think it worked out like it was supposed to. You know, it's uh, it, there's, an, there's an amazing, beautiful thing that happens in our lives when we sort of just follow. Yes. And I'll just leave We'll it say there. we followed our heart. <laughs> <laughs> followed our heart. Now, um, you know, so you followed your heart. You've been doing it a couple of years. You clearly, you know, have excelled in the role. You're, you're doing what you want to do. Uh, but there's also that component that you're doing it in the town you grew up in. And I know that coming back to Albany wasn't necessarily in the plan, but you're here now. You're raising a family. So you have a different perspective of this community than you had growing up here. So talk to me a little bit about laying down your roots in Albany and creating a community, you know, for your family. My, my, um, my mom always said, leave things better than you found them. Um, and she meant it. And that came from her father. Like they'd go camping and they'd even clean up other people's stuff that they left at the campsite because you just leave things better than you found them. Like the goal is to, Make it better for the next person. Um, I watched my mom do countless volunteer hours with different organizations. She brought my sister in law along with her. So that is a huge part of who I am. So if I'm if if I'm here and I'm in Albany and I was, you know, if I'm this is going to be our home, well then let's get involved. There's a lot of great things going on, on in Albany. So I don't want to hear that they're not. <laughs> Um, because they are, I know countless people that are working really hard to make Albany an amazing place, um, through their gifts and talents. And, um, I'm excited to be here in Albany. I think we are on the cusp of something really wonderful and magical. Um, I know, you know, with the museum moving downtown, that's exciting. We're watching all sorts of new businesses come to town. Um, I think most people want to see Albany thrive. I want to see Albany thrive. Um, There is a lot of good stuff here. Oh, yeah. Um, And we need to do what we can to um, make any of the negative stuff a little bit better. Um, No place is perfect. We all know that. Um, But highlight and champion the good stuff, um, which there's a lot of. We just had an amazing weekend last weekend here in Albany. We did. We did. Let me talk about it. I mean, let's, for those of those listeners who don't know what Chloe's talking about, we just recently went through the Snickers Marathon. Uh, wonderful weekend where we bring people in from all over the world. Uh, you know, they're qualifying to run in the Boston Marathon. They're spending money. They're seeing our community. They're doing fun things. We had live music down by the mm-hmm. Civic Center, local bands, uh, food, Art, I mean, you name it. And this is something that's starting to happen on a regular yeah. basis and all. I mean, there's people, you know, the Snickers Marathon is amazing. Um, next weekend, Flint River 
entertainment complexes to put on another 5k run. Um, two weekends ago, the Albany Museum of Art had their art ball. Um, there is stuff to look forward to. Um, and there are things that highlight all the cool stuff that we're doing here. Um, once again, so don't tell us stuff's not happening because it is. (laughs) Well, you know, shameless, I have to plug y'all because I know you don't want to do it. Um, the Chalk Fest, you mentioned it earlier. We're proud to support that. One of the reasons we made the decision to support it is because of the type of event that it is. Uh, I was really blown away that first year that museum did that just to see that something like that could happen at all. You know, because that's something that, you know, we would go to Atlanta to see my wife's brother to go down to this cool, funky little downtown Decatur, and they got cool beer trucks and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And to think that you could do that in Albany and have it be successful. And that's pretty powerful. So thanks to the museum for creating content that's beyond just seeing. Well, and that that's also part of our mission. Um, We take the art out of the museum and bring it directly into the community. Um, Bringing all those chalk artists here from like around the world is is pretty cool. Um, They do amazing work in a really short amount of time. I can't Um, fathom it. (laughs) I know. Um, But, you know, we have like between three and 4,000 people come downtown for us. That's, you know, that's great. Um, We were pretty pumped this year that because of support from like AB and T that we were able to make it. So admission was completely free. That's awesome. Um, So anybody can come down there and enjoy it. I mean, if you need to buy beer, you're going to have to buy your beer, but you know, um, there were so many cool artists, vendors, food trucks, um, and it takes a village to make that happen. So yeah, we're really lucky that we have partnerships with Harry Day and um, the Flint River Aquarium and because we couldn't do it all by ourselves. I mean, they they help truly make that event a success. Well, you know, it's just one of those cool things that it felt feels like when things like that happen. And, and I, and I got to think folks like Chloe are able to build relationships and understand the power of relationships and are able to see how something can on its face, maybe not fit together, but really it does. Uh, you also mentioned, you know, since we're kind of talking about downtown and things going on, you mentioned the museum moving. And I know that's not necessarily what you keep all your focus <laughs> on every day, but I'm sure there's a listener or two who's wondering kind of where we are with that. Speak to that. Well, we're going to be at 311 Meadowlark Drive right next to ASU West for a minute. Um, <laughs> we have a big project before us. Um, we just completed a new five-year strategic plan, and the end of that plan culminates with the museum moving downtown to the old Belt building. Um, thanks to a Brownfield grant, the EPA has cleaned up any free agent in the soil. We have done cleared out the space on the inside to prep it for construction to begin, and we've torn down the dance studio. We're also going to put up a, mu- a mural on the side of the museum to just bring some life to that corner of downtown. Um, but we're going to be where we are still programming exhibitions, all the fun stuff for another five years. Um, we haven't launched a capital campaign yet, but that'll be in the future. Well, and 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 I kind of knew that, but I felt like the, <laughs> the, the audience might need to understand these things don't happen overnight. And that it takes a lot of time to do it right. Yeah. Plan it properly. Well, and and building a museum's not necessarily like building a house. I mean, and that can take, you know, there are so many decisions and choices and all this other stuff, but we have to take into consider HVAC systems and is mm-hmm. it to keep our art safe and lots of lots of details. Yeah, I didn't even think about the climate control uh-huh. aspect of what you do. Wow. That is a lot to consider. Mm-hmm. Light. Oh, Lord. Any, like light coming in the building, all sorts of stuff. Well, listen, um, 
you know, since we're sort of talking about upcoming stuff and things to look forward to, um, you mentioned that you just had the art ball and, you know, Chalk Fest wasn't that long ago, but I know we're already thinking about what we've got coming up the back half of this year and into next year. Give us some highlights of some of the things that the community can expect to see from the museum as we move into through spring into summer in the yeah. back half of the year. Well, summer is always big because Annie Van Odegum, Van Odegum does an amazing job with our summer camps. She has created, I think, like 15 camps over a 16-week period from toddlers to teenagers that um, you can sign your kids up for. I think they're doing, you know, like early registration through May. But she also has a scholarship program for those camps. Okay. So people can apply for a scholarship to go to that camp. So once again, accessibility is key for us. Um, so yeah, that is probably the big summer push. That is a lot of kids over the summer. So we kind of like program down in the summer so that we could give our full attention to all these amazing kiddos that come through. Uh, and then after the end of summer, we're really gearing up towards chalk fest, which will be in November again. So it'll be nice and cool. And we don't have to sweat to death. (laughs) Like in past years, we really found that we think people really enjoyed the, the cool weather in that time of year always on an off Georgia weekend or an away game. We've learned that's key. Um, <laughs> but we'll be back mid-November with Chalk Fest this year downtown. Okay. Gotcha. Now, as far as just, uh, you know, exciting exhibitions, anything new coming in to the museum that we need to be aware of, that we're looking forward to the installation? Oh, great. I'm not sure I know. All, in all honesty. <laughs> Chloe, I appreciate the honesty. Um, um, that'll just all give us some homework to do. When we get done listening to this, we'll head over to the AMA website and we'll take a look at what's going on. Mm-hmm. No, we have some standpoint. really exciting exhibitions. I know coming at two, two and th- the William H. Johnson Freedom Fighters, I think is in September. Um, and then some other ones that I'm not sure I can mention yet because they're pretty big. Really I exciting. I understand. There's a little little secret uh, a little tease. stuff there. Okay, okay, we can hang with that. We can hang. Well, uh, now from on the uh, on the Chloe front, anything exciting going on in your life that we need to know about? Oh, um, so that that long silence is is not so much, but um, <laughs> um, no, I you know, kids, husband. Dogs, two cats, a gecko, you know. So you're like everybody else in the world. Yeah, just, you know, that's about it. That takes up all the time afterwards. Um, I've got a five and a half year old that has more personality in her pinky toe than like three adults. Um, But she, Francie, and my husband, Harry, they keep me, they keep me pretty busy when I'm not doing museum stuff. Well, you know, since you mentioned uh, that little beautiful child, well, let's close on this. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, as Chloe sits back and kind of looks at life up to this point and then kind of looks down to the future. How do you feel about, uh, about where you are and what you're doing? You know, what you hope to see the world be for her? I hope Francie sees a mom that loves what she does and that she can find that same passion whenever she chooses to do one day. I also hope she understands what the gift my mom and my parents gave me and that whatever she does, wherever she lands, she tries to make her community or just contribute to her community. Um, And I hope that 
I hope that she is, I hope she adds compassion to the world, understanding, empathy. Um, and yeah, maybe that's it. And that she takes those th- three things with her in whatever she does um, and that. has an acceptance and respect for everybody. Chloe, that's, that's a wonderful thing. And I think that's a good place for us to wrap up our little chat today. I want to thank you for coming in and talking to me about uh, all things art and, and community. And Chloe. Well, I'm tickled to be here and I appreciate <laughs> the opportunity. Thank you, Brad. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hopefully uh, we can have you on again uh, in the future and let us know. Maybe if not, uh, maybe in five years, we can do another <laughs> big, uh, we'll have a museum roundtable to talk about the big uh, opening of the downtown space. That'd be fun. I hope so. Awesome. I like it. Well, Chloe, thank you for everything that you're doing for our community. And uh, I just can't thank you enough as a person and a person up here to uh, see the act. Well, this wraps up another episode of ABT's Beyond the Bank. We'll check you next time. Bye.